We're back after a very long Christmas break. We're back on Beyond This Earth. This is Nova Hollerback. And on today's episode, we go through the interviews that Joe Rogan had with the creator of this MRIA technology, plus the things that we missed during our break, including COVID is slowly changing into a dangerous quote unquote endemic, the social reality from the world event crisis. More lessons from Brittany Renner and the fresh and fit interviews with her. Cold hard facts about crime in the state. Microsoft owns the world or does it? A quote from Earth's Younger that has to deal with what we are going through in this world. Plus, a James Webb update, news of the week, other space news, and upcoming changes to not only this show, but the rest of Guru Gothic. All that and more on today's episode, season three, episode 11 of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth, season three, episode 11. This is Nova Hollerback. That's Hollerback. Today's episode is really important for a lot of reasons because we were discussing some aspects of it on a bonus that we were scheduled to have and we did and i just wanted to get y'all prepared for this episode this is a humongous episode with certain information you may have forgotten and some of it you haven't forgotten that we just recently got and I'm just going to try and get through this as much as I can within the limits that we have on this week's episode. Because it's a little cold here. I don't really mind it. Things are a little warmer. Well, certain parts of the place I'm staying is warm. But we have to discuss this. And ultimately, in a future episode of this season i'm going to call the people out they really did this nonsense because i'm here to tell you this right now we're at least one month two months we're at least by april i bet you by the time easter season rolls around this whole thing with the ravens virus and the Ravens rings covered all over the earth. The Ravens rings will be no more. And this pandemic, this world event crisis will end. Not fully, but it will end in a way that will begin the process of a massive recovery that will begin to start. But a lot of the things that we have taken for granted from family relationships to a whole lot of other things will be strained to a point where there will be new 
things in order for us and some of the things that we're now seeing already that we're also going to talk about Matt Walsh and then the CRT thing that was done on Dr. Phil. We're going to talk about both about that in the second segment. I mean, parts of this first segment and parts of the second segment that ultimately will showcase the major things that are starting to going to happen that will basically put us in a pretty much semi-secular, I'm saying 20, 30 years of what we are going to experience as a country and as a nation. But I want to get to certain particular points because there was a post about the interview that Joe Rogan did with Dr. Robert Malone, who did research on these particular um, MRA vaccines and MRA technology. And I want to go through some of it because we have a lot of other things to discuss that is so much related to this particular issue. And it has to be discussed because we have to really begin to figure out ultimately and honestly where we're headed as not only this country, but also as a world in order for us, in order for people to get a handle of what has taken place. But first, I wanna get to this particular one. It's not gonna take too long. I'm only gonna go through certain particular parts about this and then explain the changes that have taken place and also the Supreme Court rulings that have also taken place as after this particular interview happened. Malone mentions that this deplatforming from Lincoln pointing out the head of Reuters is also the board of is in the board of Pfizer. According to Malone, LinkedIn subsequently reinstated him and formally apologized for the ban. Now, later on, Rogan wanted to know why there's such an obstruction of these drugs that's hydroquinone and ivermectin. Malone describes the involvement of Rick Bright and Janet Woodock in preventing the use of these drugs for the treatment of, co of the world event crisis. He will not speculate on the why, but he says that they are wrong. He later on in the interview, Malone talks about VERS being unreliable, but it's the best we got. I mentioned this earlier in the bonus, said there's issues both ways, both deaths, vaccine, not necessarily vaccine caused, vaccine correlated. However, we had the system for decades so we can look at trends and use aggregate value with large sample size. Malone says that Thompson Reuters is in fact the checker of choice for Twitter and they are often tied to Pfizer. This part decides what is allowed to be discussed on Twitter. They discussed that the attacks on physicians, highlight cases of Peter McCulloch and Kurt Malone, Malone, Milhone, Malone talks about the attack against him to have his license removed based on tweets in the Atlantic article written about him, claims that he killed millions. Rogan brings them back to the statistics around vaccine-related myocarditis. Malone says the data shows the incidents up to 1 in 2,700 of myocarditis in boys post-vaccination. Also talks about the spike protein and its ability to cause blood clots, regardless of whether it came from virus or vaccine. 
Then there was an extensive discussion about effects on ACE2 receptors and disruption of the blood-brain barrier by the spike protein. Rogan answers spike from the vaccine is different from the spike from the virus. Malone says yes, but we don't know if the difference actually matters. Malone says it's the job of the drug companies to prove that their spike, i.e. treatment call is not toxic. Rogan's why there's so many people take the vaccine and has no adverse effects of all. Malone explains it with a responsive curve due to phenotype genetic differences. That shit is scary. That is scary. He goes on to mention evidence that people who are diabetic or high blood pressure levels seem to be greatly affected by these spike side effects. That may be part of the explanation that many people are able to struggle with slight adverse effects, but not others. So which means if you already have a comorbidity, took the vaccine and then got COVID from that vaccine, then you start to have these particular issues. So they have underlying conditions, which means that if you had an underlying condition, even though it may have been good on the offset for certain strains of the virus with the devil, with what they consider Delta and then Omicron, if you took the vaccine during those two uh, and they didn't necessarily protect you from the virus and you had underlying conditions, you were screwed. We continue. Malone says we are administering a mismatched vaccine and not driving the BNT memory source towards a virus which no longer exists. Says his hypothesis for the poor visibility of the vaccines is based on original antigenic sin. Malone then describes a high pathogenity and low pathogenity H1N1 to describe the differences between other particular variants and this particular Omicron. Verder discusses the high R number, which is number of people infected by one person with a pathogen of Omicron because they showed recently from the episode that we recently did uh, a couple of weeks ago that there was 50 different substrains of this particular Omicron variant. Our government is out of control on this, said Malone. They are lawless. They completely disregard bioethics. And these mandates are experimental vaccine that is strictly illegal. They're strictly inconsistent with the Nuremberg Code. Then Rogan gives them back to Omicron. Malone then talks about the alarmist models of Imperial College, which says the press just ran with. They talk about U.S. hospital cases and the lack of remain prominence of Delta in those incidences. Malone says there is a preserved perverse incentive to amplify the fear porn in order to maintain the state of emergency. Withholding monocodal antibodies in early treatment is described as inexplicable. Is this incompetence or is it malevolence? Malevolent. Malevolent. Malevolence. Barones raises the lack of reporting on effectiveness of lockdown strategies as well as kingdom function research and said we are in an environment where truth and consequences are fungible. Rogan says he feels compelled to have people on because of the censorship. Malone says Pfizer is one of the most criminal pharmaceutical organizations in the world based on their past histories and fines. Says it's a cost-benefit analysis to the pharmaceutical industry for about their misbehavior and they are not grounded in ethical principles. Malone and Rogan discussed the mass formation of psychosis talking, taking place globally. 
quite a soft wind down to the end of the show, but it since it calls for less tribalism, more openness to discussion and anti-censorship, a warning about both of the plausible imputation of a social credit scoring system as an endpoint for all of this. Nanos Ray emphasizes the effect of what we have done to children, including he says IQ drops in children for mass and desocialization. Rogan asks why the vaccine is dangerous to children. Malone says antigens has a role to play in the refet in males. Also, he says he's not convinced there is a discrepancies between kids and adults. Science potential reporting bias. And it, well, this is basically what he ended with. The Project Veritas came out and said that there were certain things concerning with the, with, the issues surrounding with Fauci and the takedown that later came out between Fauci and Rand Paul that basically said that Fauci lied to BioHealth about BioHealth and Peter Dayzak, Echo Health and Peter Dayzak, excuse me. Then there was a Twitter posting from a person that was connected to Echo Health and Peter Dayzak, who was somewhat connected to both of them, and pretty much stated that the CIA was a part of this and were doing certain research and funded them the money for this particular research concerning the world event crisis. Back many years ago. And Project Veritas pretty much stated that the DOJ and the DOD, Department of Defense, pretty much stated to Fauci, Dayzak, Echo Health, and others that you already broke Obama's dictate. But they went around it and may have gotten CIA money to go around the DOJ. That's Obama's DOJ report. And then later Trump's. And then called what the fuck have you. And then do it in China, this, then, and the other thing under another type of pretense. So you get money from the CIA via Echo Health, money from this. And then everything starts falling into place. But since they don't have this type of technology that is needed, that is similar to what is in the United States, and they were trying to do it on the fast and cheap because something was going on in that particular time period, we now see what we have here concerning with the world event crisis. One thing before we continue, when it comes to this world event crisis. There was a best guess from a poster on Twitter. said that what happened in Wuhan in 2018-2019.
This was posted on December 19th. Mr. Stewart said this. There was a lab leak from Wuhan sometime in winter 2018-2019. There has been lots of lab leaks in China, UK, Russia, and the US. But this was a gain-of-function lab leak, which is controversial. So the Wuhan lab and the city authorities decide to hide the problem. However, that particular virus started spreading at a low level in Wuhan over the summer. In early August, people started suffering from diarrhea and visits to hospitals increased. On September, Wuhan scientists realized that we had a serious problem and looked at the virus database offline. The arrival of the military games in Wuhan in October 2019 caused a massive crisis because they had covered up the problem since the winter. So at the same time, the authorities staged a practice for a coronavirus pandemic, which allowed them to check people without arousing suspicion and dismiss reports of a coronavirus epidemic as confusion with this practice. However, athletes Eddie Colvel, Vatin Ballard, Matteo Taganoli, and serving Canadian officer were infected with what we now consider the novel coronavirus stars COVID-2 at the Wuhan military games. In late November 2019, this particular virus mutated into the most transmissible form, which we now call the alpha form with roughly the same pathogenicity, rather like Omicron. It was now impossible to hide this particular epidemic. Authorities released names of a few carriers of this strain, which has been a wet market as a, which used the wet market as a smoke screen. Other nations swallowed the story wholesale. Main reason he believes that we should lock before they should have locked before 2019 is the historical stability of this particular alpha strain of the SARS CoV 2 up to the emergence of alpha. Do you remember any scientists saying there was only one strain, i.e., all isolates behave the same? It didn't look like a recent spill over to humans. He also missed the, might have missed the first lockdown. The seven Canadian officer that reported the Wuhan was a ghost town during the military game. That should be easy to check with the data. Now, the point about the athletes, if COVID-2 was not highly transmissible in October 19, he may not have been noticed on return to China. Strangely, it seems that French and Canadian armed forces refused blood samples. Menzer, Matteo Tagogi, and Canadian officer did seem to have a version of what we now call long COVID. I see no reason to reject four athletes' testimony, images of cars in the hospitals, value searches, and extraordinary secrets for C2 in the first half of 2020. So if there was zoonosis, we're still talking about August 2019. Then why did Wuhan take down the virus database? There's a simple explanation for the cluster of cases with the wet market. Then he starts a study from 1997 stating, a Lancet study in eight European regions found that standing still outside of two minutes in a standardized seven Celsius is correlated with an increased risk of dying from a respiratory illness. Shivering outside seemed to be more dangerous. 
The Huan market is a wet market where traders frequently watch down the floor after slaughtering animals and is presumably cold and damp. So the market may have actually been a viral super activating location where infected people tended to stand still and become cold. Julia Beck and he suggest in New York Virology 2021 that virtually all respiratory illnesses and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, uses temperature to confine themselves to the nose and the throat and to avoid infecting the lungs, which is likely immobilized our host. This is why we explain some early cases were associated with the Yangchow market, which does not appear to have solid live animals. So we may be back to the lab leak hypothesis after all. He forgot to mention European and meat factories where similar COVID super spreading or super acting events took place. This, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the reasons I said we're going into another dangerous moment here concerning with COVID now moving from a pandemic to endemic in humanity. And the reason why I said this is because while we just did it here, do you understand why the things is rising? We now realize it's temperature. And basically, a lot of people are seeing that it's connected to vitamin D, vitamin D supplementation, and a lot of the other things as well. And it's very possible that cold weather alone, because of the way it wears down the body, especially with this. SARS-CoV-2, and especially with the vaccines that had the spike protein of this same nature, that more people are going to become seriously ill as this becomes endemic every winter. I do not believe the vaccine, they're changing the idea of the vaccines. I'm going to play you a clip that should sadden and shock you and really make you think about our social order. But they released this gain of function research technology upon the earth. And we don't know how dangerous this thing will get, but we've seen with the spike protein and the mitocardius that it's happening and the encephalitis that is starting to happen, and the bling broad barrel that Mr. Malone mentioned, and then the censorship that has come out through Twitter, especially saying that Joe Rogan's stupid, this and the other thing, calling him names. Future episode, we'll get to all the bullshit that everyone is doing, and who should be called out for their bullshit. We're going to play the tape in a couple minutes. About a young girl who pretty much lost her future because of what has taken place. Before I play the tape, 
the UK decided to get rid of the mandates concerning the vaccines and they get rid of the mandates concerning masks but it may be too late for some from GB news on Twitter and from this video and I'm going to play it it's 2 minutes 34 seconds before we get into social realities from the world event crisis and its aftermath which is this is part of it and to showcase where we're all headed listen to what this young girl is saying and understand where you're all headed I want to say this comes as a brilliant bit of happiness for me. I don't actually think I can stop smiling when I'm talking. It's about time. Obviously, uh, you just said earlier, the one that makes me the happiest is the face masks in schools. There was zero evidence for those face masks to be in schools. There have been studies that show that because of the types of face masks that we, because uh, I'm going to say we because I was in schools when all of these policies were enacted, the face masks that we would have are not medical grade face masks, therefore they would make no difference to transmission. But what I found out when I was in the classroom, and most commentators have never been able to speak on this because they quite frankly didn't experience it, so you can hear it from me the first. There were teachers that were sitting there that would, you know, be yelling at the poor year sevens about their face masks more than they would be teaching them. Those shy kids that would sit at the back of the class that would never speak, it was a massive barrier to them to impact their learning. They were already terrified, didn't want to speak out, and now they've got an another barrier to engaging their learning communication problems were impossible i'm going to be honest with you most of the time when we were in school we took them off because we couldn't hear each other they couldn't hear us we couldn't hear them you're in schools to learn and the damage that they have done to my generation has been unbelievable like we sat i sat there in in august the damage what's done that they've done to the rest of our lives to our education i sat there in august and literally watched my future crumble in front of my eyes because why well, they cancelled my exams. So I got my exams cancelled once, went back and thought, no, you know what, this is not on. I'm not getting screwed over by the algorithm. I'm better than this. Got there, they cancelled them again. And I thought, nothing I can do anymore. So I, this makes me so angry. They literally ruined our lives. And nobody, sp nobody spoke about it at all. And the commentators, they had union reps come on and say, this is what the school should have put in place. And they didn't care about what this did to us. And this is the first time I've ever spoken about it on TV because I knew that I'd cry about it. But I literally watched and felt like my entire life was falling apart because of what this government did to young people. And nobody cares. Not one person has cared about children in this pandemic. They think, oh, let's throw... Why are we putting masks on them where people can go to football stadiums and they can go to theatres and play... Nadine Zahawi sitting there at the teaching awards with no mask and yet we're disrespecting kids. This pandemic will finish. The damage this has done for us is forever. And we'll never get it back. Many schools, universities in the United States will still have those mandates going into February. A lot of it, like that young woman there who just want to try and get an education to better her life. And it's been ruined. 
because of mandates and everything that has also have taken place and our social order is not going to be the same never going to be the same one thing that you are beginning to see and I said it to other people is that you have begun to see, especially with the starting, the sudden breakdown that has happened, especially with the Supreme Court, which I almost forgot. I didn't want to forget this. Supreme Court, when they were doing the arguments concerning Biden's mandate, Biden's people's mandate for OSHA. Does he have a unit? Unilary have the power to do this. Sonia Sotomayor came out and said there are these many children, 100,000 million to 100,000 children in hospitals now with this virus. Not true. Wasn't even close. 100,000 children in the bin wasn't close where did she get her misinformation where did she get that type of information from and then she doubled down on it so did Kagan and so did others Mr. the justice is solved for what was going on and sister three Biden's mandate is no more but five to four the mandate for federally for those hospitals that do get federal money through Medicare, Medicaid, and others have to stay up. 18 million people will still have to take the vaccine. Which now the CDC says that in certain cases that they didn't need the vaccine in the first place that they already had COVID and certain things with the masks and all the other things that natural immunity actually worked. I just want y'all to know that your society rolled the dice. Every single one of them. Every single one, not just, not even your pan is exempt. They rolled the dice, every single one. And most of them went snake eyes. And now they're looking for the exits. The devil is made is due. Look what they want to plan for the IRS next coming up. They want to skin you and put a selfie on you and all these other things. And the IRS still has problems with fraud. It's going to get worse. Dr. Phil trying to figure out how to play both sides of the argument and both sides of a world in a society in an American society that is fracturing by the second 
in the last two weeks discussed certain things that ultimately caused a lot of Virginians to vote for Glenn Youngkin. And Dr. Phil wanted to know why ultimately Glenn Youngkin was able to win the election. So Matt Walsh was on the second show, which aired a couple of days ago. While another one dealing with CRT was in the other show. That happened about two weeks ago. And in both shows, they both talked about the facts, Mr. Walsh and the other person dealing with CRT. But you know about Dr. Phil, he got to have the other side of the argument. He got to have the liberals. He got to have that frame of reference that everybody recognizes. But that frame of reference is connected to things that we are now seeing with this particular world event crisis that is ultimately bound to fail as they roll snake guys and they're looking for the exits. But you know who's coming. You know who's coming. You know you're going to pay the price. Let's get to the whole issue here because I have to read this article before we get to what Mr. Walsh is saying and then ultimately what's going on with Brittany Renner and others. Lawlin County, Virginia, the perpetrator was sentenced and he's put it on that registry for the rest of his life. The perpetrator who sexually assaulted a ninth grader in a girl's bathroom while he wore a skirt and a blouse was sentenced on Wednesday to a residential treatment as it emerged that he also allegedly attacked a third girl. After the judge said his psychosexual evaluation was one of the most disturbing that the judge has ever seen. The perpetrator appeared with his hair in a bun and ankles and chains and apologized directly to the two girls that the court found he assaulted at school. The name will be withheld because of his age. But one of the victims said he will not be rehabilitated until he acknowledges that it was a third girl he has assaulted. I hope one day you tell him what you did to that girl that particular person said. The judge said in the report that she reviewed the part of the they also noted the existence of a third victim. The mother of the first victim said these horrific assaults should have never occurred. There were people who could have turned it around years ago. Scott Smith, the father of the victim, the one that was arrested by the officers in Virginia, told the court that this whole thing caused a huge division in our community. We were accused of lying about this sexual assault for political gain. That didn't go over well with half of London County, who didn't patronize our business as national media painted him as an ignorant conservative bigot being angry at a school board meeting. Dealing with CRT, mind you! But on Wednesday, Judge Pamela Brooks said the assaults did occur, saying, over the years, this court has read many psychosexual reports, and when he read the perpetrator's reports, it scarred her. It scarred me for the perpetrator. It scarred me for society. The second victim had also had his mother ready saving in which he had asked, why me? She also stated that he knew that his son was saying a rack ankle monitor when he arrived at her school as a transfer student, but gave him a chance anyway. 
She did not know that he was wearing it because he has been ready for forcible sodomy in his previous school and felt that he took advantage of her kindness. Commonwealth Attorney Buddha Budarag appeared in court but did not speak. The juvenile prosecutor who took the lead and asked for the perpetrator to be placed on the sex adventure registry and more severe theft than is requested by a junior parole officer. The judge said she had never ordered a juvenile into the registry despite hearing numerous juvenile cases, but he is ordering this particular one to the registry. Brother had previously said that the suspect was released from jail because he had no history. The suspect's mother later told the Daily Mail that he has been sentenced busting naked pictures four years prior. The publication reported that Pete were aware of the incident at the time, but charges were not pursued because the school district promised to handle it. The Loudoun County Public Schools LCPS did not tell the school community when the May 2021 tape happened and instead sent out an email stating that it had students noted police on captains they should register that it was not because of anything that any friend student state fee. Police logs show that police were dispatched to the school to deal with an angry parent. Smith, who was unsatisfied how the school was handling the, the, these particular issues. Soon after, the school board sought to pass a policy that permit transgendered students to use the bathroom of the gender they would identify with. To address concerns about parents that this could cause a safety issue, Superintendent Scott Skiller said definitely there have been no bathroom sexual assaults in the London County Schools. Smith was in attendance in the meeting, became angry, and was arrested for disorderly conduct. He was personally prosecuted by Pippa J., who would ordinarily not be involved in minor cases, and she sought jail time, which is highly unusual for such cases. The suspect was arrested but let out of jail with an ankle bracelet and transferred to another school where he saw the second girl in the classroom. Remember, Jay was elected 2019 with a help of $850,000 from George Soros, ultimately winning 51% of the vote. Since then, Democratic county leaders have criticized her for going easy on criminals, saying that women have particularly suffered as their abusers go unpunished. The judge rebuffed the defense attorney for downplaying the tape, saying that the two had previously had consensual sex, a justification also employed by the likes of the New York Times. It's important to have it conveyed that saying West one day does not mean yes every other day, she stated. School district did not report the May 21 um, accusations on statistics that are required under state law to be submitted by the state. London County's public schools said it will conduct an independent investigation on how the incident in order to put community concerns at rest. But on Wednesday, it was reported that the school system had completed the investigation, but is completing the result secret signing and attorney client privilege. The parent group Fight for Schools said that either the report needs to be released on the superintendent was lying when he called it an independent investigation. He said that his real purpose may have been to prepare a defense for an investigation, which incoming Attorney General Jason Mietes said he will launch. LPCS launches for one day after Miara's announced his. In court, Smith told the judge, I question some of the decisions of the school system and prosecuting office for allowing the second assault to happen.
this sets up the episode with Dr. Phil that took place a couple of days ago from this recording. And Matt Walsh pretty much stated his case. And others stated the same. But Matt Walsh's concerns come back to the article that I read. Comes back to the same article I read. And he asked the question that a lot of people, that those two did not, were not able to answer in a concise form. Rollo Tomasi later reiterated on Twitter that it's imperialism versus emotionalism, basically what it was. You need to see the whole episode and decide for yourself. But one thing that I need to make very clear is that I have stated it from the very beginning. I will state it again, now and forever, and this is the basic truth. Once you reach to a certain age, 18 in this country, 18 in a lot of other places around the world, you are considered an adult. I don't care what adults do in a consensual manner with other adults if they are not hurting that particular adult on either end and not hurting the safety and particular things of others around them. I have stated on that particular sense. However, when you involve children, which was the basic argument of Mr. Walsh's issues, we have rules on the books concerning these particular issues. And it has become way too much of an issue, way too much of a problem that a lot of these particular transgenders, not transgender, not transvestite, I did not say, I said transgenders that have very unscrupulous histories dealing with sexual assault. are now using the movement from LGBT to excuse their behaviors towards other adults and towards children. And that is what the basic argument of Matt Walsh's premise is. The way Dr. Phil has handled these two particular cases concerning CRT and concerning Mr. Walsh and the way the producers have handled this particular situation is absolutely unbecoming. We're going to have to discuss all of that in a future episode of Beyond This Earth concerning the future 
of these particular types of series and franchises. From Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, all the way down to the talk and other particular things of that nature. This leads into something of the nature concerning with Brittany Renner and the Fresh and Fit interview that she had with Mr. Renner, with, with Mrs. Renner and how everybody has defended her because again, Fresh and Fit in many particular ways are still trying to figure out how to handle these particular problems. And there needs to be a little bit more subtlety and they're a little bit forceful and they have made more mistakes again. Academics handled it a little bit better because he's a little bit older. These two are a little bit younger and as they were confronted by Mrs. Renner, you begin to see the issues that Fresh and Fit has confronting these particular type of women. I think it needs to go back to simple premises. Matt Walsh asked the question in Dr. Phil, what makes a woman? And biologically, what makes a woman is, is that she can carry babies and she has a pussy. That's basically his argument. And you had this, so doesn't make any sense. That's not going to change. Okay, fair enough. The major problem is, is that we live in a genocentric social order and beginning to understand aspects of that genocentric social order when Brittany Renner can be defended against those that may have the right case, but cannot express it in a way that we're able to say that Mrs. Renner is wrong on certain things that she did concerning with the NBA player who is who has a child with her. Do you get what I'm saying? It needs to be made simple. We have a society today that does not want to express beauty, that does not like beauty, that has done everything in its power to diminish beauty in all forms and in all ways. And so it reaches to a point where anybody can say, this is how a woman behaves. This is how this standard behaves, not just in LGBT, but with these particular rad femi radical feminists and other particular people of that nature. Feminists in the whole nine yards. And basically Rolo Tomasi has stated that they have taken all women in this particular era since the 1970s have all taken the radical feminist treaties from the 1970s. Basically. And because they have taken that treaties as it were, 
that it's very difficult, especially when talking to Brittany Renner and all the rest of it, saying that they won this, any other thing, for two podcasters, Myron and others, Myron and his friend, to go against Brittany Renner and say that she is wrong, she has BPD, that sort of thing. Rollo Tomasi also stated in his Twitter issue concerning with this particular interview that black men need to break up with these type of women. It comes back to an incident that happened with another radio show concerning another black man's preference for other particular races of women. And then the black man who was the host of the show went crazy and started throwing water at his own brother. We have another incident concerning with the polygamist, Dr. Umar Johnson. And his questions about the LGBT community. And then the responses from others saying that, look, we're matriarchal society and culture and this and the other day and we're led by our women and this and the rest of it. And you try to do the MLK thing, MLK conservatism with uh, how black men should behave and all the rest of these things. I think a simple answer for all of these problems are best. We know what beauty looks like. Men should know. If they don't know, they're in trouble. But once one does, shouldn't it be as simple as that we shouldn't have to go through millions of hoops to be the one with the one we should be, we want to love? Because you gotta reach to a point where Women need to be loved, not necessarily understood. But if we have to continue to go through hoops to express our love to that particular woman, then that woman is not even should not even be considered. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And I think it's that simple. But as we have recently seen with this new TikTok thing going on with this West and dude who is a fashion designer and he dated all these women and ghost most of them mostly all of them we're beginning to see that a lot of these women are still in this preteen set mindset of how men and women behave and they haven't grown up same thing with Brittany Renner She's in a preteen mindset of how one cannot grow up. And I know that Mr. Walsh has the right of way and wants women to have success and all the rest of these things. But when we have a society of women they have come and said that their only thing that matters is their biology and nothing else matters than other than that. And they can do whatever the fuck they want because of their biology towards themselves, mutilating themselves and mutilating others, 
in both an emotional and physical level through diet and other things then something has to take its place go watch the episode of jeopardy during the second segment in the first round when the dirty four day champion was talking to ken jenny and i want you to listen to the responses and how the person talked to ken jennings and then there was a woman who was talking to ken jennings i know she's married and what have you but it felt lifeless I want you to understand that's a lot of women speaking today. Is it the same thing with Brittany Winner in certain cases, especially with he was cheating, he was doing this, he was doing that. It's lifeless. And it's deeply sad and deeply problematic and what we are going to experience as this particular world event crisis starts to falter and starts to pass away with this social order that is about to come up is that men are going to start realizing that the opposite sets doesn't have much in their lives even around themselves as we have seen with this TikTok movement and thing that's happening over with this dude that's ghosted all these girls that there is not that much to love in their own generation of women and the same with most millennials and that just scared the shit out of a lot of We'll be back with more Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. Novid all back here. Let's read this article before we get to the main statement. Dealing with the cold facts, hard facts about crime in the states. From the New York Post. A sister of a deranged ex-con that fatally shooting a Times Square strap hanger told the Post on Monday that their siblings should have never been free to walk the streets. Josette Simon wept as she recalled once begging a hospital to keep her troubled brother locked up after his life was derailed by mental illness. He was a hardworking man. He was a giving man. Simon, 65, threw tears of her younger brother, Martel Simon, 61. And 14 years old, he started shoveling so he drove a taxi cab. He worked from the bottom to become a manager of a parking place in Manhattan. He always liked New York. Somehow in his dirty something happened and he lost it. And he kept seeing and hearing people after him. One of my sisters took him in. He stayed and then he said, I have to go back to New York. The LAPD lists the subway shelf suspect's name as Martin 
Simon Martel, those his sister identified him as Martel Simon. Josette Simon, who lives outside of Atlanta, Georgia, said her brother was diagnosed with schizophrenia, his condition worsening after his mother died 23 years ago. She was taking care of him, Simon said. He had to call the police a couple of times, but after that, he went downhill. He has been in and out of mental hospitals for at least 20 years. Martel Simon was charged with murder in Saturday afternoon's random attack on Michelle Alicia Gold, 40, who was waiting for an R train at the Times Square station around 10, 9.20 a.m. when he has allegedly pushed her into a path of an incoming train. Marto, who has served state prison time on robbery and attempted robbery conventions, turns himself to cause in canals three minutes later. He admitted the report that he shoved girl and claimed it was because he is God. I remember begging one of the hospitals, let him stay, because once he's out, he doesn't want to take medication. It was the medication that kept him going, the sister told the Post. The last time we spoke, there were coming after him, Josette Simon says. I could tell it was his sickness. They swore that it was watching him hiding in closets. She says she has been devastated since hearing of Gold's death. The thing is tearing me apart. It's like I can't even talk about it. My heart goes out to whoever lost a loved one, whether it's a mother, sister, or daughter. I would just like to put that out there to apologize to feel for them. It's tearing me apart. My brother's been sick for so long. Of course, I will never thought something like this would happen, she added. It's not only my brother. I don't think most people look at mental illness like a disease, like cancer, like AIDS, like everything else. It's an illness. I'm her older sister, and it really breaks my heart that there was nothing I could do, Joseph Simon said, and they let him out on the street. Unfortunately, they never had my number to even call me or tell me, get your brother. Asked what she would have done to her brother now, she said, get him some help. Don't go him locking up like an animal who are people who are really murderers. Get him some help. I'm not saying to let him out, but get him some help. People who saw him know that he's crazy. This is from the Twitter post. From Relevant Mena. On Saturday, a convicted felon whose own sister begged the state to lock him up shoved Michelle Go into a subway train. Her blood is on the hands of irresponsible district attorneys who are refusing to prosecute crimes across the country. He's reposting an old Fred to explain why. The monopoly on violence must be understand nuts that as a prescriptive matter, only the state has moral authority to use violence, but as a descriptive one. Prescriptive matter, only the state has more of all they to use violence, excuse me, but also the descriptive one. All violence within the state flows from the state. Crime, riot, and general anarchy are a state's responsibility to control. A state is responsible for the crimes of its citizens just as much as a man is responsible for the acts of his children or his dog. He may not be guilty of biting, but he's guilty of admission. A state, by definition, can control its citizens. It is guilty when it admits to do so. People like to discuss whether the death penalty should exist. They ignore that objectively, it always does. Whether the state chooses to carry out executions or not, every murder fails to prevent a death. It is prevent is a death penalty. Every assault, a corporal punishment. Every theft, a taking. Thus, when we consider 
executions, canings, man's incarcerations, and so on, are uncivilized, the appropriate comparison is not an alternative form of punishment, but the alternative plus whatever brutality the absence of the original harsher punishment implies. Canings may be less civilized than no canings. Are canings less civilized than this stoichiatic crime than an absence of swift and painful punishment enables? Is Singapore less civilized than the United States? Does it look less civilized by any metric? This formation still leaves room for the concept of cruelty. Cruelty is simply forced beyond what is necessary to curb the problem. It has nothing to do with romanticism about the dignity of man. Bag's dignity is also offended when he is the victim of random street violence. Because the state's enforcers cannot be everywhere at once, the state may also choose to let citizens defend themselves. When the state neither enforces the law nor allows private citizens to defend their lives, then it is our tyranny. tyranny. Then the monopoly of violence belongs to the criminals and the criminal elements. In such a system, we must conclude that it is the criminals themselves who enforce the will of the state. If the monopoly on violence belongs to the criminal, the criminal is the state. Crime is not a difficult problem. It is one of the first problems any state solves by definition, and one which pre-modern societies manage more effectively than that we do now. The problem is that a state that refuses to take accountability for its own power. The crown lies heavy, as it should. The modern regime has no crown and has nowhere to place responsibility. The violence of lawlessness is more obscure than the violence of the state. The regime prefers to obscure its use of power. The regime prefers crime. Michelle's Goes death wasn't random. It was the fault of a state that refused to do its job. That's something to think about real deeply as we continue to have rising crime numbers all over the nation, the country. cities, the 10 major cities in this country, the situations that are going on in San Francisco and other particular places of that nature. So let's then we'll, we'll, we'll have more on this as it develops. We were talking about earlier in the very long first segment about the red films and what they do to hurt the case of women. I don't want to expand on anything as from what we're, from the simple things that we were talking about, but there is one particular Twitter user, someone who goes to Unheard and writes on Unheard, you know her as Mary Harrison, and he's connected to some people that are doing other particular podcasts as well. I don't want to mentioned them on the air 
But I do want to focus on this particular person because she is somewhat connected to Mr. Um, Mark Ames and um, Yasha Levine and Warner and all the rest of them. And she has begun on her own particular little journey into, you know, these particular reactionary groups. Let's just say reactionary, whatever you wish to call them. You can call it populist, fine. Let's keep it on that particular track, populist movements, if you want to put put in that particular sense. But I have stated the clarion call about her, about many of these former females who were connected more to the woke side of the game many years before but now have gone towards the populist side because of all the things and what they feel as a woman and all the rest of these things. And I made the clarion call many times on the main account and will, will be in the future the other account for Twitter concerning with Beyond This Earth, which will be coming very, very soon. Small announcement that we're also going to be mentioning. And I made these particular clarion calls to state that this woman is going to turn against you. Because what does it say on her Twitter handle? On her Twitter bio, reactionary feminist. I have said this again. You're not listening. I'm going to continue to say it again. She has not renounced the very thing that makes her her. You understand? And I'm just going to make this very clear for everyone involved just to clear the air, make it, make it very fine for all of you. Okay. It does not matter to me. Ultimately, if she agrees with all the anti-transgender thing that y'all agree with. Okay. She still hates me. Period. She doesn't want us succeeding. She doesn't want us to become successful. She doesn't want us to understand how, what we are in this society. She considers us all evil in every different form. Zero Lovecraft pretty much basically stated the following. Feminism in the modern era is like going into an orgy. And then when they found out that there is an orgy, you ain't invited. That's what this woman is. She's somebody who is a window washer that thinks she's a man of a prostitute house. And if we don't agree to what her rules are concerning the prostitute house, she will call us all sorts of names. Same thing with Ami, same thing with others. They are just playing games. When the real issue has always been if a woman have to keep, like I said earlier, if a woman have to continue to make you to jump hoops to get inside your, your her pussy, which I've been saying it for years, 
I've been saying this for years. I did special episodes about this last year. She ain't worth your time. Ronald Tomasi has said it. Dal Rock has said it. Pook has said it. The whole nine yards. What you doing, bro? Letting these people, letting these young, letting these women who may say the right things, but in a drop of a head will destroy you motherfuckers like it was nothing because she is what she says she is, a reactionary feminist. Come on, folks. The problem is men don't respect themselves. That's why a black man can throw another, throw water at another black man who want to have different, who want to have a better way of, of living his life. The fundamental problem is, is that y'all put too much emphasis on trying to get some woman in order to spread your legs. Way too much emphasis. We got other things we need to accomplish. We got a country to re retro to get back into order. We got motherfuckers that need to be in prison right now for what they have done in the world event crisis, especially with this Nuremberg code and all the rest of it. We got to break off Microsoft once and for all because they have become way too powerful. But you're worried about pussy. I said it again. I will continue to say it again. Stop chasing pussy. Why are you chasing pussy? That isn't your first goal. When are you going to stop chasing it? We did over 70 hours. I'm still doing this again. We're still talking about this in 2022. Stop chasing pussy. I got no time. We got no time for this shit. But we got this Harridan. Out here talking nonsense. She may say the right things. She's still bullshitting. She still hates y'all, bro. Has anybody asked this woman, does this woman have a kid? Has anybody asked this woman, is this woman married? Because I got no time for this shit. Seriously. Speaking of the bullshit that is coming down and all the things about chasing pussy and all the rest of it and why everybody continues to get it wrong with these particular situations as it were. Microsoft is planning to buy Activision Blizzard for $70 billion, making them the most powerful entity in all of Western gaming. Excuse me. The most powerful. This comes after the heels of massive allegations of 
rape, of sexual harassment, of all these other things that are happening in Blizzard and Activision. And that instead of solving the problem by getting rid of Bobby Kotick, we call him Bobby Kotick, new uh, 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 video games, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. The man that is trying to get Call of Duty and making it look stupid and all the rest of it. Call of Duty in him, bruh. Let's just give it to Microsoft to 2023. And then the whole world will be under the Xbox Megatopasticus. We're doing multiverses, megaverses, all the rest of it. The Xbox Series Megahas and all the rest of the shits. Nothing's hidden, bruh! They're making more PlayStation 4s than PlayStation 5s over at Sony. They took a $20 billion hit. $20 billion lost in one day. Oh, you lost that division, bro? I thought you were needed. And you making more PlayStation 4 than PlayStation 5? Where are the games, bro? And they just bought y'all for, bought your the, the two legendary franchises that you guys used to have for how much? $70 billion? You got nothing, man. You got nothing, bro. Where's the games, bro? They're looking at you like you lost. Then they're going to clamp down. They're going to do all these other things and whatnot. But have you heard about the ERS being booming? Oh, you didn't know what the ERSB, ERS, ESB movement is. Didn't know what that is. An ESG movement is. Don't know what it is. ESG is a brand new business movement that is the hottest letters in the corporate agenda. It stands for environmental, social, governance. While each of these three disciplines has its own set of standards and practices, together they indicate an organization's dedication to achieve the greater good, aka woke, woke politics, woke shenanigans, woke to cover up all the sixth piston. And guess where Microsoft ranks at? Pretty damn high. So it was good to sell it to a company can keep everything on the even queue. We're changing the industry. We're making it more closer to women. We're going to do all the things. Disgusting bullshit and nothing is hidden in gaming. Disgusting. You know, Microsoft don't have, you know, Nintendo don't got one. You know, Sony don't have one yet. What about Activision? They haven't completed theirs, or theirs are pretty much hidden somewhere, or they couldn't really complete it, so let's just sell it to these guys, and we'll be all good and nice, and everybody's in the, high, uh, in the diversity game and all the rest of it. Oh! So all these guys are going to do is Chinese social credit for businesses. Socialism, 
once again. But when the games don't hit, and we're still stuck on Among Us and Fortnite, everybody doing their multiverses on the Fortnite, where they get to shoot bang bang guns and hope they can get that battle boy out. It's now reached, it's now so long in the tooth, we can just take it out right now. It's becoming infected, it's infecting the gums, it's about to cause that tooth cancer. Let's give Microsoft 75% of the industry that's no longer hitting overnight. Go back to 2014. Go back to the introduction of the Xbox One. What were they doing for Microsoft's? They were trying to create a platform that was similar to the platform to a social world that looks like what it is in Bed-Stuy. That's what they were doing. That's all they fucking wanted. Gamergate came from that. The psychological operation was to create a similar world like they were trying to show in that particular video in 2014. If you did not believe me then, believe me now. That's the truth. It's not going to last long. We saw it in the markets today. 450 after a 600 uh, a couple of days ago. And a 300 today, it went down another 450 points. NASDAQ got raked through the coals. Netflix lost. How much did they lose? Capitalization they lost is almost 400. And they lost almost $41 billion. They went down a whole lot of percentage points. The investors went and said, you were supposed to give me nine, 9 billion subscribers. You were supposed to give me 300 billion all over the world. You're trying to expand into different markets. You're not going to make it fast enough. There are too many streaming services. The streaming era is over. The investors are saying it. Everybody got hacked. Roku went down 6%. Disney went down 9 They were looking at the Nielsen charts that they have seen throughout January, through all of the third quarter. Netflix went up to 9, then 7, then 8, then 7, then 6, then 8. It didn't even move a spanking inch. Then they missed their target, and they said they're going to miss targets even further, and then they lost subscribers. And then they have to try and get certain things happening on the international front to keep them up afloat, and then they raise prices. And then they all said in unison, the streaming era is over. Where are my subscribers, bruh? They're all getting out of the access, bruh. They're all getting out the Etsis, bruh.
NFL ratings came in. 50 million watched 25 minutes of the Dallas Cowboys losing to the San Francisco 49ers. Overall, 30 million people watched the National Football League Super Wild Card Weekend. Ninety-one of the one hundred particular shows on terrestrial TV all belong to, you guessed it, the National Football League. Highest rated show on cable television, you guessed it. Yellowstone. Seven to eight million viewers. On break until the football season ends, and then they air the final three episodes sometime in March. AEW continues to outpace this competition, especially NBA competition. Raw held its own against NFL ratings, even though we had situations concerning with that particular game on Monday night being a dog right after the first quarter. The investors are saying the streaming era is over. We're all heading to the multiverse. We all in some deep fucking shit. All the characters and all the rest of it, they all going into the multiverse. Fortnite opening multiverse, the multiversal universe, and now everybody trying to join in. Then you'll have your skin and all the rest of it like they're doing with IRS this and all the rest of these things. They want to start the whole movement towards biometrics and all the rest of it. And they used to start to see it with the vaccination thing. It was just part one, part two coming next. He didn't listen. It's all gonna crash. They're getting out the door. They're asking me where the door is. They're literally asking your brother. Dolphin Hollenbeck, where's the door, bro? Where's the door? We getting out. Why were you getting out? Because we lost. They got us, bro. We gambled. They, we gambled, bro. We lost. I got no money. Where's the taxes? Why am I gonna leave you the exit? The day's coming when I'm gonna tell the truth, bro. Sit the fuck down. Where you think you're going, bro? Where you think you're going? <laughs> where you think you're going? Come over here, bro. Sit down. We're gonna talk. Oh, where the exit, bro? Where the exit? Oh, wait, where you think you're going, bro? Sit over here. We're gonna talk. Because the brother, because dude coming. You better pray to Christ. I don't think he gonna hear you this time. We'll be right back after this with more Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. <laughs> we now return you to Beyond This Earth. A short poem and an impressive one done by Erdish Junger 
in the piece. It states, mankind had to learn that in the midst of the catastrophe, none of the subtle systems and none of his teaching and writings could give him counsel, or at least only for ill. They all lead to murder, the cult of power. On the other hand, in the whirlwinds of destruction, the truth of the great images of the Holy Scripture became ever clearer of its commandments, of its promises, and of its revelations. In the symbols of the divine origin of the world, of the creation of man's fall, in the images of Cain and Abel, of the flood, of Sodom and Gomorrah, of the Tower of Babel, in the Psalms, and of the prophets, and in the truth of the New Testament, which transcends the base laws of the realm of terror. In all of these is manifested to us the eternal framework of which it is the foundations of human history and of human geography. It is this reality of death. The reality of the inescapability and the incorruptibility of death that humanity needs to reconcile with itself. And ultimately, not hate, but expect and revere with a new profound respect, especially as this world event crisis reaches his nadir. And through all of the technology and all the things that have come to pass, we come to a realization that it is through death and the understanding of same that most people tend to escape, especially the baby boomers, sometimes the Gen Xers, a lot of our millennials are starting to get into this particular nonsense of escaping death, even though a lot of us are about to be turning 40 years old and ending towards the other edge of our existence. And the Gen Zers, who may, most of them may be too lost in their own little worlds, as they enter their multiverse era that the incorruptibility of death may be in many ways our only salvation from the terrors that have been befallen on us especially from governments that say they had the best interest of our health our wealth and our safety, and our security, and our freedom, which were all turned on its head 
over this last two years, especially with many of those that should have been here but couldn't make it because of the pandemic's effects. That's my only consolation that death is incorruptible. And we have to have a new understanding about it before it's too late. And we're almost to that point. More Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. Beyond Deserve, it's time for the news of the week that you have missed. On Monday, Walmart filed trademarks for its old virtual currencies and NSTs as starting from last month. The University of Michigan Fund School President Mark Slicel filed an investigation into his relationship with a subordinate. Mr. Beast's top 10-year-old reviewer Ryan Kaji to become the top-earning YouTuber last year. He earned $54 million per Forbes. China won't sell tickets to the upcoming Winter Olympics and Paralympics in Beijing due to COVID. Instead, it will hand down the invites to select groups of spectators. China's Swiss chair Antonio Horota Azario resigned after an investigation into his failure to comply with COVID rules. An Australian study found that a second booster shot provides only limited protection against Omicron. Amazon stopped plans to buy Visa-branded card video, uh, uh, credit cards in the UK. ExxonMobil announced plans to slash its carbon emissions to net zero by 2015. Peloton has hired McKinsey to review its cost structure and possibly cost some jobs, as CNBC reports. Athletes going to the Beijing Olympics have been told by cybersecurity firms to use burner phones to avoid getting snooped on. Hong Kong will call 2,000 hamsters and other small mammals connected to a pet shop due to the COVID-19 pandemic. 30 companies are beginning a four-day work week pilot in the United Kingdom. British Petroleum claims that its EV fast charters are nearly as profitable as its gas pumps. The FTC and some states' attorney general are reporting probing Meta's misreality division across numerous fronts, including the Oculus App Store. Walmart is potentially gearing up for a push into crypto and digital goods. Coinbase and MasterCard partnered to allow people to buy NFTs with credit cards. Biden administration would distribute 400 million UN95 masks at local pharmacies and health centers beginning next week. The UK is lifting COVID restrictions for the first time since the Omicron wave as well passed its peak there. The CEO who fired nine 
100 employees on Zoom is coming back. Starbucks dropped its vaccine mandate following Supreme Court blocks binding vents or tents requirement. Amazon revealed the name of its upcoming Lord of the Rings series. It will be called Lord of the Rings, the Rings Power. Meta has reported reportedly filed patents for biometric tech like eye tracking, which it could eventually integrate into its virtual reality headsets like Oculus. Google is reportedly working on an augmented reality headset it hopes to release in 2024. 64 Ads, a company that wants to make it easier to manufacture gene therapies, raised a $55 million Series A fund. Neuralink is hiring a clinical trial director and coordinator. WAV, a UK-based autonomous driving company, raised a $200 million Series B. Phantom Auto, a remote vehicle operation startup, signed major logistic players ArcBest and NFI Industries and most investors and clients. The companies plan to deploy thousands of remote-enabled forklifts in the years to come. A bipartisan antitrust bill targeting big tech will head to the Senate floor after getting the thumbs up from the Senate Judiciary Committee. Twitter is allowing Twitter Blue users to use NFTs in their profile pics. The Department of Justice has dropped their case against an MIT professor charged with hiding research ties to China. The CIA said Havana syndrome, a mysterious illness that has affected U.S. diplomats around the globe, is most likely the result of sustained attempts from a foreign adversary and Mars announced that his M&M characters will begin a redesign for a more dynamic progressive world. And unironically with that last um, news item, the Rolling Stone in a very, very interesting piece pretty much said that the green M&M which they changed into have that particular female, quote-unquote, M&M to wear yoga pants, well, baggier yoga pants, if it were, to be a little slut and have her high heels back. Gasification or whatever they want to call it. And it was just one of those things that said, man, we really do live in clown world. We really do. Speaking of non-cloud clown world stuff, let's talk about James Webb. James Webb liftoff had a very interesting liftoff, a fantastic liftoff, uh, a more successful liftoff than people might imagine. It is about 97% on its way to the L2 Lagrange point between the sun and the earth. So as past the moon, most of its antennae have been opened up. Hopefully within the next couple of days, it will stay in place. And hopefully they will be able to turn on the machine and hopefully it will be able to bring out those pictures. So now that the antenna has been lifted off, it's just 
hurtling towards L2 and hopefully it will make it there. In other news concerning space, we have found an Edso moon that is believed to be 2.5 times larger than the size of the Earth, which is quite interesting. And it is located about 5,200 light years away from Earth. So we will also have James Webb looking at that particular entity as well. Also from space news, we also have planets that are shaped like eggs, footballs, and other particular places around the galaxy as it were. So it's quite a unique shape for a planet to have. And so James Webb is going to be busy for the next 10, well, now they're saying 15 years because of the way they lifted off the, the Earth and gave it enough Delta V to push it on the right place so it can have less fuel to be re reached on that particular on that particular setup. So hopefully on that particular end, James Webb will become one of the biggest victories in the history of space exploration, especially trying to figure out the exoplanets and all the rest of it, if there are aliens and a lot more. You could very possibly believe that there are aliens out there in space and we might be able to find it. There is another planned telescope that has a silver-based antennae. The other one is basically is basically gold and bronze, but this one will have a silver-based type and it will go into another Lagrange point and they're going to use the data from the James Webb and hopefully lifting off this particular this particular situation concerning with this upcoming so I'm so sorry folks it's been a month it's been mostly more than a month so I'm a little bit off with this news items because I'm trying to get it off head it will be mostly hopefully with this particular one they will use the, the data from James Webb to hopefully have their own successful mission as well so far, so good. But one of the things I began to really begin to think is if they want to extend the lifetime of this particular James Webb and any future asteroid, uh, not asteroid, any future um, extra Earth telescope in that particular sense that some aspects of the Mars missions and some aspects of the Phoenix missions in, in situ that they're going to have to do some refueling of either James Webb or James Webb or another or the other two or both of them because I believe that this technology should last much longer than it actually is. And it's something that's, that needs to be thinking about, about extending the lifetime of James Webb and all the rest of it. But 
It could be that it might be more difficult than one realizes because they because even with if we are doing a spacewalk to get the fuel in, pushing the fuel in will generate heat. They need to figure out how to turn it off, turn it back on, make sure it's cool enough in order for there and make sure all these other things are done in a fashion that they won't lose that particular piece of technology. A billion dollar, uh, all that type of money cannot be just wasted. So one of the things I'm thinking is, is that since it's, gonna take a while for us to get there some of those missions may have to be in the refueling of certain particular technologies in the refueling of certain particular technologies like those two telescopes and other particulars as well before we get to the main mission of say mars or venus so we will have more about this particular two success stories uh and mostly this major success story concerning with james webb as it reaches the point there and hopefully by may of this year we will have fantastic newer beautiful images of the universe and hopefully we will get to have a special episode of beyond this earth james webb our next frontier and the next frontiers which we will all be talking about everything we have discovered from james webb and from the other particular things dealing with space and where we are headed both with the technologies using in in detecting asteroids in detecting the about the solar system and all the rest of it so hopefully if it is all successful and they are able to gather all this data and all this technology comes into place. We will have before the season finale arrives something really nice for all of you, something that is important, especially to this show concerning beyond this earth. Before we get to other announcements, I want to discuss certain things about what we discussed in the other three segments. I'm just going to say this very quickly before we get to the major announcements. What we're seeing with this particular thing with the COVID-19, uh, this pandemic, the world event crisis and all the rest of these things is the beginning of a transitional phase to the realization that a lot of the American people, a lot of the Western people, a lot of Western women in turn, have not grown to the standards that people wish that they were grown into those particular standards. And I mentioned in several other places about how a lot of people miss certain types of women that used to exist in the past, but no longer exist. Well, Tomasa made a statement on that particular thing. Also in the Twitter page that he has, so they're talking about Generation X, how the, uh, the women that they grew up with looking at like Sable, like a couple of others, look better than the women that we see now, which is somewhat true. 
been certain places in certain cases and a lot of these things have happened in the in those particular senses and that we have a lot of people going into certain genres as anime and all the rest of it that being said with this pandemic and all the rest and and what has happened there have been over changes you know about the uk saying that they will no longer have these particular mandates out they're saying also in play in major cities such as philadelphia and others that the unvaccinated doesn't have to necessarily um be they will not be furloughed we have situations with the disruption of the disruption of the supply chain and train robberies becoming a thing. But we are, like I said later, we're going to find out that a lot of these things are reaching to a point where there are going to have to be changes in the level that people are not ready to accept. And I want people to really get ready and really get their hands on this because it's going to be a serious, serious situation. Now, some passing aways that we need to talk about also. John Manning passed away when we left. It was a sad loss. Betty White didn't make it to this 100th anniversary. She passed away at 99 years old when we last left you. Bob Saget also passed away at the age of 65. Two more also passed away this week. Meatloaf, who was 74 years old, a deeply underrated rock and roll lead and another comedian also passed away, which Gibber Goffrey took a picture with both Bob Saget and Louis Anderson, who passed away at the age of 68 years old. He had a animated series, Life with Louis, which lasted for many, many years. And a lot of people used to grow up with it. He was the host of Family Feud for a couple of years and did Celebrity Family Feud for at least two. Won an Emmy for his fantastic work in a recent television series, I don't remember the name, but he will be sorely missed. And we want to send our condolences to both families of the lead guitarist, Meatloaf and Louis Anderson. I really feel for Gilbert Gottfried that he lost two of his better compatriots within the last several weeks. That is extremely tough to go through for anybody. 
Next week on Beyond This Earth, we will continue with the fallout from the Supreme Court challenge against Biden's mandate. We will continue to talk about the issues that happened this week since we're now back on and we're now back into our regular schedule. We hope to have at least uh, 10 episodes before we go on our next break, which is the Easter break of not 10 episodes, excuse me. We will at least have five or six episodes before we get to the next break, which will be around Easter before we get to the season finale, which will be around May this time around. There will be some changes that are coming. I told you that we are working on trying to get the interviews ready. And it's going to be a fantastic list of guests that will be coming soon, hopefully. But I really want to get a new place to do this particular work and really try to promote this type of work so it can be available anywhere it can be. We are working on the first major revamp of Guru Gothic. We hope to have it ready by March. And this revamp will allow people to get more access to beyond this earth than ever thought possible. We are also working on a brand new social media and other technology spaces for beyond this earth as we try to push away from the Guru Gothic Twitter handle into of a more business type setup. And we will try to use the new Beyond This Earth to set up not only the Substack, which will have aspects of the interviews because the interviews will, some of the interviews will be shown on Beyond This Earth, at least a clip of it will be shown on this earth as the interviews will be also be shown on a separate place. And we will also have other particular things as well. So I want that also to be done. This is not going to be an easy project. It's going to take about a few minutes, a few weeks of hard work to get this through, but hopefully it will benefit everyone. And yes, we are also going to have a main page of Beyond This Earth really soon. And I think people are going to like how it will look. So that's also coming as well. So folks, we're back. Thank you for listening to Beyond This Earth for the weekend of the 22nd, 2022. We're in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Even though 
for life has been difficult. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Radio Republic. Very soon, and I really do mean very soon, on Clubhouse. Very soon on Green Room. Soon, the stereo app, a lot of the interviews. And wherever you get your radio show. This is Nova Hollaback. And we will see you next time on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth is a Gothic production.